are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. God's placed a message on my heart today that's very important. He placed it there last Monday and Tuesday, and uh, I am very, very excited about speaking to you about this subject. It's an amazing thing. Wednesday night, Brother Cooper preached so powerfully, and he was in the same text. And I was sitting back here in this entire big section, five rows back in the middle by myself. And as I sat there, I never one time thought about, I wonder if I should not preach what I'm gonna preach because it's almost a replica, but in a sense it's not, it ends up as a replica. But I take that of the Lord. It's an amazing thing, our staff so many times we're thinking the same thing these days and getting back and what we wanna see done. It's an urgent message for me today and I wanna have a word of prayer. Father, I pray that the people of God would have a desire to sit right now with the Bible open and listen. It must be frustrating at home and getting up and moving around. I pray that you'd allow the children for just this, uh, like a 30 minute television program to just sit down. And I pray that you'd give me freedom for I believe this is one of the most urgent hours ever. Help me, dear God, to convey that to the people of God. In Jesus' name, amen. It appears to me, I'm certain it does to you as well, that God is giving us one last opportunity. One last shot at preaching the gospel in free America and the world. One last opportunity with the New Testament local church to fulfill the purpose of the church. One last opportunity. Don't, we, we must not squander this moment. Some of your churches opened up today, limited, I know. Some will open up next Sunday, the following. Some they're talking about, uh, I guess, not even June, July, and August. That's not acceptable, government. We've got to get back to church. This nation needs the church more than it needs the government. And we need the government. This church needs the church more than we do the medical profession. Though we need the medical profession. Thank God for who you are, what you've been doing for our country, and slaving on our behalf. We, we commend you. But this nation needs the church. We need the church more than a stadium. We need the church, we need the church more than fast food restaurants. And we need fast food restaurants. But I'm talking about the fact we need God's house. The house of God is essential. It's not a sideline. It's not if it opens up, well, God bless you. I'm speaking today on the subject, going back home. Going back home and soon we'll be coming back. As we begin over here in our mind by introduction, there's Genesis and God calls Abraham out and they establish chapter 12, a great nation and they get this land and God gave them the land and God gave a place to establish and we have the book of Genesis residing in the land. Then we get to Egypt and they're outside the land. And God allowed the people to let my people go 
We know that story in the death angel of Exodus 13 and 14. But then they wandered 40 more years because of their unbelief. And they wandered, and we see that in Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers, and that's all getting ready in Deuteronomy. Now the stage is set. Moses is going to die. And Joshua, his assistant, is coming on the forefront. He's going to lead the people of God. And God said, Moses, I'm not going to allow you in the land, but you've been a faithful servant. I'm going to let you get a, a view of what, what it's like. And from Mount Pisgah's lofty heights, I, I view my home and I take my flight. He got to see it. But Joshua experienced the great joy and the blessing of it. The wilderness journey is about done. Seven weeks today. Eight weeks next Sunday. Two months. Two months. Been too long. Never in the history of America we've been shut down too much. Never in the 245 years of America's history have we not had Easter Sunday to this year. It's too long. We need to get back to the house of God and we need to dispel all this fear and uh, frustration and anger and uh, the hospitals being filled with women that have been abused now, according to one of our governors, and suicide and, and, and people breaking down mentally. We've got to get back, not to normal, beyond the normal. And so we're going home. North Valley Baptist Church, we cannot miss this opportunity. And I believe I can show you, it's just gonna be a window. We just have a window. When we come back home, I draw your attention to chapter one, verse number 10. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people saying, when we get back home, bring strong leadership. Strong leadership. I'm talking about strong fathers, not mediocre fathers, not fathers coming into church whenever they want, attending whenever they want, not singing, not opening your Bible. Bring a Bible. Bring the word of God. Thank God for iPads and iPhones. I don't know if you're talking to somebody else in the auditorium and we have that like any church has. I don't know what you're doing if you're paying attention to making grocery lists. But I tell you what, you have a Bible open, we can see it. Keep your Bible, bring the Bible to the house of God. Let our neighbors watch us walking down De La Cruz Boulevard and these streets carrying a Bible, walk with our family to the house of God. Oh, how we need strong dads and strong women, godly women, and strong staff members and strong deacons. And how we need strong church workers and leaders. I say to each of us as pastors in the United States and around the globe, pastor, will you please bring fire to the pulpit next week or the week following whenever you open up? Will you bring passion? Will you bring conviction? Will you bring a, a contending for the faith? Let's stop this wishy-washy, secular Hollywood mentality. Preach the word. Preach God's word. And if you're not stirring somebody up, they're ticked off at you, you're not preaching God's word. John the Baptist preached. I don't think they're all excited about to cut his head. Paul preached. They left him out of the city stoned for dead and shackled him. I think as we read about Jeremiah, he preached and they put him in jail and prison in a dungeon. Daniel, Ezekiel, Isaiah, I'm talking about preach God's word. 
Pastor, you're not here. Please, dear pastor, we have a window. We're not here to organize socials and events and sports and play and activities and amusement and party. Thank God for Baptist church socials. But it's not our priority. And it's not our priority. This church has been blessed with two properties. This church has two gymnasiums. We use them. But I've never allowed them to get out of hand. We're not here to just be playing ball all the time. We're here to fulfill a mission. God gave us the city of Santa Clara that's going to hell. I must reach, we must reach together this city. You must reach your city. You must reach that Chattanooga and that Dallas and that Fort Worth and that Nashville and Greenville and Minneapolis and Detroit and Chicago and all around the globe. We must reach these cities. Fight the good fight of faith. Let me interject this. And I want you to ponder it very carefully. Next week we'll be shut down for eight weeks, two months. What are we gonna do this fall? When they shut down October, November, December. When November, October, harvest time in our church. Missions conference at our church. Thanksgiving at our church. Christmas at our church, musicals at our church, preaching at our church. What are we gonna do when there's no church? October, November, December. And I tell you what we do with this window in between there will determine a lot about October, November, December. Yes, the virus sent to us from China. Isn't that amazing how in the last days China is gonna be with two, 500 million soldiers. We are living in a moment that's not China's the problem. I truly believe, and I know this if you scoffed at, we are under the judgment hand of an almighty God. We have played at church too long. We've lost the latter part of the 90s and the 2000s and the 2010s and now the 2020. We've lost those days. We're not running buses like we used to. We're not soul winning. We're canceling church at any time we can. We're not having church because a bunch of heathen are kicking a ball, pigskin up and down the field. We're having Super Bowl Sunday. Now, we preached against it years ago when that started and I'm not gonna stop. That's a blasphemy to the name of a holy God. He said, well, I don't believe so. Well, then do it. Go ahead and do it. Watch the end result of that church. It's time to wake up, preachers. Time to wake up. You might as well kiss. Now you say, well, government can't do that. We're revolting against, you're revolting against God because we get what we deserve. We may not have October, no November, December, but we may have half of May, June, July, August, and September. Redeeming the time. I thought and I prayed about what I'm gonna tell you right now. I've had some of my godly deacons ask me, Pastor, don't talk about that right now. We don't wanna hear that. And by the way, they're godly men. I'm gonna tell you why they're godly. It's wonderful they think this way toward me. 
My sweet, precious wife said the same. Don't talk about that all the time. My staff has. I am pushing, and they, well, they don't want to talk about his age, and I agree with them. I'm pushing Psalms chapter 90. Psalm 90, how God tells you how long you're to live. I know when I stand in this pulpit today, according to the word of God, if he lets me live to that time, I know how many Sundays I have left. Far as I know, I'm in good health. My dad lived to be 93, my mother 91. We have longevity in our home. I know I won't be pastoring this church at 93. I know by the grace of God, if he lets me live to that Bible age, and I could say it, you might want to try to figure it out, but I've already got it figured out. I don't want to sit out of church next, next uh, whatever month we start at March, April, May, like we are this year. I can't miss October, November, December. I don't have that many more sons. And I hope I get, I know I'm gonna, my sweet, sweet deacons that, that want to protect me from this kind of conversation. God bless you. I, but I know, I know the biological clock runs out of time. I've outlived Curtis Hudson. I've outlived Lester Roloff. I'm coming the age of Jack Kyle's and so many of these preachers that have gone home to be with the Lord. I hope I get to live a long time. I hope I get to have an influence in this church and this area. But I want you to know, Fred, if you can get to this part of my journey, you young, you young fathers, what in the world is wrong with you? So effeminate. Spend more time on the internet. I'm upset. I'm not upset. I want to get to church. I want Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I'd like to see us have some great revivals in America. We're going to have to buy up these next few months because I truly believe we've got some people that are looking forward to shutting this thing down. There's something going on. And I, I know it's conspiracy and all. We've got an election coming up. We are in the fight of the New Testament church, the life of this great place. My dear friends, my dear people, let's come back with strong leadership. I promise you, and I've always tried to be a straight shooter, but I'm promising you, I don't have time to fool around and I hope I'm not offending anybody. I hope I'm preaching God's word. I hope I'm a gentleman, I hope I'm kind, but I do not want to be a pussyfooter around the word of God and a sissy around the word of God. I want to preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort. We're going home. We're not coming home to a club. We're not coming home to a social setting. We're going back to church. I want you to know when we go home, when we go home, we need to go under the leadership of a godly man of God, that includes in your home, and a godly mother, that includes your home, and a godly Sunday school teachers. Sunday school teachers, we can't be wishy-washy. I love the Andy Griffith program. My wife and I love it, laugh at that Barney Fife. We've seen them all a thousand times, but we're not gonna form our Sunday school lessons around the Andy Griffith show. Got too much in this book yet to do in these months, in these months. Stop talking about 
It may be years before Jesus. We have months maybe only. One more shot. I'd be in Sunday school. I know there's going to be some vacation. I've not worked harder than any of our staff. I've not. They've worked hard. But God knows I take a little time off on Thursday afternoon, but it's every morning in the early, early, early morning. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm in this thing. I'm praying, which is work. I'm studying. I'm getting my mind and my heart in this thing. I'm praying for revival. And I can tell, I can tell that God is so powerful in my life at times and I can feel and sense great oppression. But I'm not looking forward to coming back to something casual. This church and churches like this is the only hope for this country. I want to say secondly, verses 16 through 18, when we come back, bring godly people with you. Bring children that are godly. Bring a marriage that's godly. The Bible says, and they answered Joshua saying, all that thou commandest us, we will do. Whether so thou sendest, we will go. According as we hearken unto Moses and all things, we will hearken unto thee this day. The Lord thy God be with thee as he's with, uh, with Moses. Look at the latter part of verse 18. Only be strong and of good courage. Deacons, I have the world's best deacons. I'm so thankful for the deacons that God's given to me. But I'm asking you to come back like you've never come to church before. We have Saturday night men's prayer. And I'm praying that Saturday night men's prayer will have deacons and staff and Sunday school teachers and men here and maybe some boys that are high schoolers periodically with their dad, if not every week. And, and once in a while, once a month, the way elementary kids come in. But this auditorium, I'm expecting 100 to 200 men every Saturday night at 8 o'clock to prayer. We have not because we ask not. This time, this kind, this miraculous kind come about, Mark 8, by prayer and fasting. Friend, the weapon we have over the grocery store and over the stadiums and over government and over everything in life, we have the joy because of Christianity of being able to approach the throne of grace. I mean, he meant to come to prayer. I'm gonna ask my wife to create more opportunities for ladies for prayer. Miss Teresa Martinez who has those ladies soul winners of prayer. The youth, God bless you, youth pastor and his wife, and they pray and they have more prayer. And then the principal, thank God you pray at the flagpole and the teenagers have before school on one day a week, major prayer meeting together. But we're gonna intensify this thing. Deacons, I need your help. I need, to, I need you to come back. We have a window. We may have part of May and we may have only June, July and August until they try to ratchet this thing up again. It's a window. It's a window. We cannot blow it. We cannot be casual with it. We cannot become a cantankerous scoffer, scorner. We've got to get in this thing, sold out, dedicated, fervent in the things of Christ. Chapter two, if you go through there, they are now spying out the land. And I'll tell you, I can speak on behalf of this pastor and these men of God that are our staff and the women of God, we've been for seven weeks spying out the land. As we are beginning to open things up by the grace of God, 
And I know there needs to be a gradual, we gotta get out of that business. But as we opened up, we spied the land. We want our classes to be jam-packed, Sunday school classes, teaching the word of God. We want those buses in time to be filled like they were before. And we want the bus ministry to grow. And we want to get back into these, uh, I think, a dozen rest homes that we are at, at every week and speak and preach the word of God. I'd ask you, chapter three, to bring the presence of God with you. Look at verse two. And they came to pass after three days, the officers went through the host. When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord, it's like, just to, to say it briefly, it would be like maybe a Lord's table we have down here, a box with staves and with, with holes and with grommets and you walk, you walk with that and inside of it is the law, Aaron's rod, but it represented the presence of God. It represented the presence of God. I'm not interested in having church without the presence of God. And I know I'm, what are they called, ADD or ADA or whatever it is, uh, BBC, FBN, I don't know what I am, but I, I know I, I'm sitting up here and I, and I jiggle and I wiggle and I tap my feet and I'm moving around, I'm all fired up and I'm excited and I get into this thing. But I tell you what, I'm about ready to, I'm about ready to start running around this auditorium. Say, what do you do? I don't know what it does. I don't know what, what it does at all. I don't know where that came from, but I'm telling you this, it's in my legs. I've got to move. I, I can't sit in church. Well, praise the Lord. It's like going to a ball game. Praise the Lord, they, they had a touchdown. That's not me. I'm in this thing. I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna shout more than I've ever, I'm not gonna be obnoxious. I'm not gonna be rude. I'm not gonna try to bring attention to Jack. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about there's something burning and welling up and bubbling inside and it's been getting out and I've been having some times with God and along with God, but it's time to have it with the people of God as well. Bring a shout to church. Bring an amen to church. Bring yourself to the altar. Oh my good deacons, when was the last time you were here? At an invitation. My good staff, when was the last time you were here? At an invitation. My dear Sunday school teachers, when was the last time you were here pouring out your heart before God and weeping before God? Hey, bus worker, when was the last time you were down here? Oh dear God, please do something on my bus. I think of Elm Street and Oak Street and Maple Street and Pine Street and First Street. I think of that area right there where there's drugs going on and these homes are so torn up. Oh dear God, help me to reach these streets and these homes for thee. I'm looking forward to the altar being used. I'm looking forward to God's people that your age that you can't kneel, but you can still push a walker to the front row and pray. So that's a bunch of scene and a sight, I know. And you've got a church that's dying and you don't even know it. Got to bring the shout back, the presence of God back. Choir, when you sing, when you sing, and you always do a beautiful job. When you say, he's still on the throne, so what could be wrong? May we not have to use microphones to blast it out of here. May it blast out of our heart. Orchestra is saying, I'm telling you about the fact when we come home, bring the presence of God. Don't bring the world in here. Don't bring, please don't bring, the, and don't bring the world's philosophy in here. Well, you know, if you would just do a little bit more teaching, 
and use moreover heads screen and, and point one and the relationships of life. I'm not interested in that. Plenty of churches around here. God bless you if you want to go to them. We wish you the best. But this is going to be known as a preaching station like it always has been before you got here. And then bring chapter three, a clean life. Sanctify yourself. Come back here with a clean home, clean life, clean marriage, clean before God, sanctified, set apart. And then bring faith. I know I'm rushing down out of time. In chapter three, verse 13, and it shall come to pass as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, I like that right there, shall rest in the waters of Jordan that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above. They shall stand in a heap. And it came to pass when the people removed from the tents passed over Jordan, the priests bearing the ark of the covenant before the people. Leaders, you always go ahead. And as they that bear the ark come into the Jordan and the feet of the priest dipped into the brim of the water, step into the water. I love it when the floods sing that. And we're going to have them sing it when we get back because we're stepping in. Because we may just have June, July, August. We may have September. I don't know what, I don't know what's going to happen next. But I don't believe this thing is over. I believe it's going to be the next virus, the next opportunity. And medicine and government may say, you have to shut down. We can't shut down. We've got to keep God's house open. We've got to keep God's people in that. It can't be just drive by and drive in and live stream. We've got to get to the house of God. I want you to notice we bring faith. And then I want to close in chapter four. We're going to bring a memorial. The Bible says, take you 12 men, verse two, out of the people of every tribe of man. I command them saying, take you hence out of the midst of the Jordan, out of the place where the priest stood for 12 stones. 12 stones and get you, and, and your, one day your kids are gonna say, verse six, what mean ye by these stones? Verse seven, these stones shall be a memorial to the children of God. And the priest, verse 10, they said, let's go get those stones and the people clean passed over and verse number 20 and those 12 stones which he took out of the Jordan did Joshua pitch in Gilgal. And the kid's gonna say, what mean these stones? In verse 22, let your children know that Israel came over the Jordan. He dried up the waters. He dried up the virus. God did something. I was, Brother Cooper, you're in here. I was sitting back there having a time when you got on those 12 stones and I wish I could preach it like you, but just replay that and you'll know what I'm talking about because I've got to close her down. I'd already had my message for Sunday morning. It was already typed for me. I'd already dispatched Brother David Russ. I said, I need to get 12 stones on Sunday and if we could have 12 men in here. I'd have 12 men carrying 12 stones in here. I've already found the place on the property where we're gonna build a memorial. We're taking these 12 beautiful stones right here. 
I don't know if the camera can come any closer on these 12 stones or not. Don't have to be on me if they can get on it, please. These 12 stones are gonna be taken by a stone mason and by God's grace, by our Statue of Liberty out here. And a plaque will be made from this scripture. What mean these stones? And I'll tell you what the stones mean. The church was closed down for eight weeks and God opened this church again because our children have to realize they're gonna have to go in the faith of mom and dad that God did something back here when he dried up the Jordan and God's gonna have to do it in your life. It was eight weeks for my grandpa and my grandma, my, my papa, my nana. It was eight weeks for them, it was 10 weeks for them. But now we're in the midst of this. We're, we're told that we cannot bow to God and pray toward Jerusalem. And Daniel said, I'm gonna open up my windows and pray to the God of Israel. Though it's commanded I can't, I'm praying to God. I want you to know those stones are gonna mean something. One day my last Sunday will be here and God's gonna take me home. And I hope I can look down from heaven one day and say, Look at those stones. There are those little kids right there. Look at those stones. And they go to their daddy and say, Daddy, what mean those stones? That's when God intervened. And I'm believing God to intervene in the late, latter part of May now and June and July and August like we've never seen before. And I want you to know if you don't believe that and if you don't have faith for that, then you might as well realize that we are going to go into bondage. We have one last opportunity, one last shot. Or this building's gonna be empty for years if our Lord should tarry. We're going back home. I can see those four double doors and those double doors and those double doors and those double doors and those and these four double doors and the door up there and the door over here and the door up there and the door up there and the door, double doors there and the double doors there and the door here and the door there. And the, those doors swinging open and God's people singing, going home, we're going home. We're coming home. And I'm so fired up about it. But I want you to know we're gonna hit the road of running. There's Bibles to get to this city yet. They're packaged and ready to go. 130,000 people in our city this year are gonna get the Bibles. They're gonna get gospel track. They're soon gonna get a gospel track that talks about the rapture. For Jesus is coming again and this neighborhood's gonna know, they're gonna know the scripture where God says in the last day, that end of time, there's gonna be earthquakes and famines and pestilence, which is viruses. And they're gonna understand that in Ezekiel 38 that, that it, Russia is gonna come and invade Israel. And they're gonna know that from the east, China is gonna invade Israel. And they're gonna know from the Mediterranean, the, the Confederate uh, armies of the world are gonna come and invade Israel. And the Bible says from the south, they're coming in from Egypt and they're gonna confer upon one place. And there's gonna be a bloodbath like this world has never seen. There's already been a part of the tribulation by the thousands and the tens of thousands and the hundreds of thousands and the millions and millions and millions have already died the scorching of the sun, 
the climate change and all that, not man is in charge, but God is in charge and the water's turned to blood and there's gonna be something like this world's never seen. We'll be gone, we'll have the rapture of the church, but I want you to know, we're gonna warn these people out here that there is coming a rapture. And if they're left behind, it's gonna be seven years of judgment. They're gonna have to get a mark of the beast. Isn't it something how they're talking about all the various marks you have to have to get into places now? It's gonna be on the hand, on the forehead. And you won't be able to buy or sell. You'll not be able to stand in the six foot line at Safeway over here to get in. I got to store this past week. Hardware store, I told you this the other night. And they said, no mask, no service. I said, sir, I don't have a mask. Everybody in line looked at me like I'm some heathen. And he said, go back to your car, take your shirt off, take your t-shirt off, put your t-shirt around your face, you can come in. I said, I'll see you, fella. And that's just for a mask. What about this or this? Our Father, we're gonna come home, we pray soon. I pray that there'd be a shout in this church like we've never heard and singing like we've never heard and preaching. And maybe we want more preaching and more preaching. Got so many preachers around here, we could preach all day long and not uh, hear enough. God, I pray that you do something great. I pray that you give us college students that, that have a desire to go prepare for the work. Lord, we don't need less preachers. We need more. We don't need, we don't need showtime preachers and we don't, need, we, we don't need sports preachers and play preachers and party preachers. We need preachers, preachers. This world is going to hell and we're running out of time. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.